At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Uh, thank you, Mark. Mark Score. Thanks for joining. Whoa! Whoa! You're about to get docs. dropping the names. Yeah, you want to throw your address out there too? I have in previous episodes. I've also given away my phone number. Still waiting for phone calls. <laughs> yeah, rather disappointing. To be uh, I would love for someone to go back through our entire library <laughs> just to find when Mark shared his phone number uh, uh, and address. And, and address. address. And address. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That makes, makes me a little nervous, but it's not mine, so fuck it, right? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. It's your butt, not mine. Anyways, <laughs> uh, joining us today, joining Mark and I, mm-hmm. joining Lorehammer oh. today are Rio and Micah. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Hey. Yeah. You said you guys talked backwards, and now- I'm Rio. Yeah. Wait, uh, what? No. What? No. That's that's a nightmare. That's a logistical <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> the the thing you're going to have to do so much editing and post <laughs> to fix that. Around. Oh my god! I'm going to have to change Micah's voice to make it sound like Rio. <laughs> so the next time they're on, they won't be confused. There's no yeah. way you can make my voice that cool. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, well, today's episode is uh, number eighty-four. Wow! Yeah, we're sixteen away from our one hundredth. Regular episode. Oh, wow. Are we starting a countdown for that right now? Yeah, that that's, like I started it countdown. seventy-four that's episodes ago. Are you doing something ago? special? Half <laughs> yeah, a year from now, something special for our hundredth. I'll oh. I'll take my shirt off and dance. No, I won't. High hammer <laughs> two point oh, the hammer. one you actually get to hear. <laughs> you should do something special though. It's it's a pretty big landmark. You know what? If <laughs> if people would like to have something special for our one hundredth, uh-huh. I would love to hear suggestions i got an idea we'll blood like angels a, we'll do like a live a- episode <laughs> in the Son discord. Of a, bitch. <laughs> a live episode in our discord oh. that's what we should do yeah, that's, like interaction will be muted unless we have like a question forum or something but sure so just uh, i'm not opposed go interact with us on discord i guess because there's fun stuff 
that would actually be a pretty oh, sick yeah. episode. And then people could like interact and yeah. like oh. ask questions and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, in the comment feed. It'd be good. I think that's going to have to be the plan. Well, speaking of Discord, actually, yeah. we have a bunch of ways that you can interact or do things to the Lorehammer. No, that's what? coming out wrong. Hmm. We have a bunch to, of to ways that you can crew. control, hmm. that you can Touch. dock. Manipulate? Lorehammer exists <laughs> on many different platforms, <laughs> and you can interact with us on many uh, different platforms. Uh, one such as such as our Discord. Oh, or um, Instagram. Yes, Have where we we do our daily posts on uh, Instagram, where we share little tidbits of lore and some cool artwork. Um, every once nice. in a while, Mark does live painting sessions. Oh been doing a little more recently it's been nice it has been nice actually uh we also have our facebook we have email you can shoot us an email at lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com we have our twitter which we're not really active on but whatever it's twitter you have to right i I think i was contractually obligated Mm -hmm. as soon as i wrote a podcast i was like now i have to have twitter yeah who even uses twitter no one no one cool (laughs) (laughs) is there something you can do with like facebook where whenever you post something on facebook it like mirrors onto you can but it doesn't go nicely oh yeah we tried it at the very beginning um but anyways there's a bunch of ways you can interact with us so if you're looking for more ways to get involved shoot us a message and we can point you in the direction that you're looking oh, for. Yes. I might even uh, bless you with some pics of the small cat. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, there, that would be a blessing. There is a new cat and it is very small. <laughs> and it is so we've, cute. We've had the small cat join us on a couple video recordings. Yeah. I'm sorry, Micah. You didn't get small cat today. <laughs> Maybe some... You gotta remind us next time and we'll bring small well, cat Then out. small cat won't be small. It'll just be cat. Small cat <laughs> is still pretty small. Don't worry yeah, about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess let's... Uh, let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's talk about some... Com- Denizens of Komora. Komora. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's start off with a quick refresher. What is Komora? Um, go check out episode 36 if you want a full episode on Komora. But of Kimura- Mark and I actually screaming at oh, each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. It was one of my favorite episodes. We talked about origami for a while. That was oh, fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I was... got heated. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of my prouder moments. So definitely go listen to that one because that's fun. Uh, Komora, also known as the Dark City, is the capital of the Dark Eldar Society. It is located deep within the labyrinth of the webway. The space between real space and the warp. I feel like we need some X-Files music. <laughs> I don't think you've seen X-Files. <laughs> no, I swear to God, that's it. That's what it sounds like. Within the webway, Kamora appears as an composite em- entity of impossible scale as it acts more like a vast collection of satellite realms and cities that are all linked to one another by either a number of portals or... Or other hidden pathways. And that's important to remember because it comes back a number of times actually in Kamora's history. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that these cities might not be physically close to each other, but just because of all these portals, they're actually very connected. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like sometimes like one part one realm will get invaded, so they'll block off the portal. Yeah, and... they literally just cut off entire sections of the city. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, we can. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. fuck them. That's why. Yeah, like a powerful cabal leader could be putting a squeeze on another smaller cabal, blocking their portals, like yeah, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, as such, the Dark City can be seen as a loose collection of far-flung nodes spread across the passages of the webway. 
The most clustered concentrations reside in the reality that are scattered across the galaxy that are thousands of light years apart in some places. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You go in one way, you walk down an alley, you appear in the other side of the galaxy, and it's perfect. It's another uh, great explanation of how Camorite raids also appear mm-hmm. all throughout the galaxy. All over is, the place. Because they can be anywhere they want to be at any time. It's nice. However, shortcuts are present that link these points together in the form of a dimensional gateway that allows the immense distances of the sub-realms to cross with a single step. Yeah. Kamora is home not only to the Dark Eldar, but also other many Xenos have called this place home. Or at least forced to call it home. And that brings oh. us right into the first uh, denizen we will be talking about, yes. slaves. Uh, I will take care of the slaves. Take care? Uh, section. I'll read the All slave All right, Eric, you're the, you're the slave master over there. Well, don't like that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think we need a new PR person to help us do some better marketing than just being like, Eric, you handle all the slaves. You do it. Okay, okay Eric. I, I would not like to be that person. Well, Rio's going to be in charge yeah. of the gang, so it's, okay. you know, it's going to yeah. be fine. Eric, take the slaves. <laughs> take I don't like them. They're your slaves, Eric. No. I send it back. <laughs> All right. Uh, the lifeblood of Kimura is slaves. In fact, there's a bigger population of slaves in Kimura than there are Dark Eldar, which is crazy. There's a Even lot. Even the slaves have slaves. You get a slave. You get a slave. Everyone Everybody gets, gets a slave. One. Yeah. Yeah. Look under your chair. You guys got one. <laughs> Just Thanks, kidding. Dad. Nobody wants one. <laughs> Anyways, the the most common use for these slaves is to help satiate the thirst, which is something that every Dark Eldar is affected by. Yeah, uh, The thirst is the need to feast on souls to pr- replenish their own life force that is constantly being drained by Slanesh. So it's kind of like a way for them to recharge their own life force yeah. by feeding off of the life force yeah. of these slaves. The uh, Psy vampires. <laughs> the tongues are involved as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very important. <laughs> There is a constant flow of new slaves being brought into Kimura from the raids in real space. The slaves will be sold off in the market to fulfill a wide variety of purposes. But again, first and foremost, so they can be used as batteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, another really big thing is uh, they'll put them into the witch cults for the gladiatorial pits. Um, but even that yes. is really just an extension of them feeding off of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, But manual labor, I'm sure they use, you know. Sure, maybe just a little they torture have fun. Like, and... Yeah, yeah. They have, like, robots and can do all the manual tasks for them, but they still use slaves just because. Well, yeah, because yeah. they're slaves. <laughs> so oh, what yeah. else would you... I don't understand the question. You really uh, take on that slave master role well. <laughs> you really adopted that. Uh... I feel so unclean. <laughs> that does actually add, like, another layer of, like, sedition almost to what they're doing. Like, because they're... They the whole thing that happened was that the elder society had all of their needs covered. Yeah. They had nothing that they could ever want. So then that's why they slid into this depravity and stuff, mm-hmm. and leading to Slanesh and all that type of stuff. Theoretically, like they would still have most of that technology, and they could still have <laughs> all of their stuff covered. But they're intentionally <laughs> using slaves. Uh, it's nice again. Nice. Cause fuck them. That's why. <laughs> I'm not happy with that one. <laughs> I, can, I, I can do better. I can do better. 
It's not a good one. Uh, no. Well, yes. So there are slaves. They are very abundant in Kamora. Yeah, and like all types, humans, yes. you know, everything. They'll Dark capture. Eldar, Eldar, anything can be a sentient, slave. Sentient, non-sentient. Yeah. You like that vase? It's your slave now. You just <laughs> right. put, Because you just got a homunculi to put a, a person into the vase. That's right. It's a that, vase person exactly. now. <laughs> so It's your brother, actually. <laughs> exactly. You promised that you would resurrect them with a homunculi, <laughs> uh-huh. but... They didn't specify how, so you put them in a fucking vase. Stop fruiting my sandwich when we were seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, so it's nice. Let's so move all, on from slaves. All types I'm, of slaves. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's okay. gotten the slaves very thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on. Okay, well, gangs, I guess. Yes, Slightly, gangs. slightly better than slaves. Mm. At least they're free. I am <laughs> way happier to talk about gangs than I am to talk about slaves. Whoa, really? Are you a fan of gangs or something? No, or? I'm just much less a fan of slaves. But you're still a fan <laughs> of <laughs> No, no, no. All right. But that also means you're well, a fan of slaves. Let's, take a, let's just, just take a look at it this way. <laughs> I don't like slaves this much. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like gangs this much. Okay. So gangs is relatively better than slaves, but still bad. That's... There, the legal team should be satiated with that. Yes. Uh, just for reference, where on that scale is the Holocaust? <laughs> right up in there. You know, oh. it's hard to pick a place. Everything okay. is bad. Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. It's all bad. Life is wretched. I don't want to talk about anything anymore because it makes me sad. Gangs. <laughs> gangs. At least gangs are kind of cool, though. At least well, they can ganged be. hats. Yes. Yeah. Gang signs. Gang I like wars. Those. So well. Eric doesn't like gangs, but Rio definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In a gang? Uh, no. <laughs> well, if he told you yes, he'd have to kill you. Oh no. That's part of the gang. Anyways, first rule of gang club. <laughs> let's let's talk about gangs. Well, I've been playing cyberpunk, so there's some pretty cool gangs. Oh, okay. so maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, so, gangs are a fact of life in Kamora. Those that do not live within the protection of the cabals or the witch cults or other large factions struggle to survive on their own. And gangs were a natural protection against this solitary life of danger. Though being in one seems, uh, sorry, though being in one uh, um, seems to offer not much more protection in the dark city. Oh, yeah. yeah. So even though you're like, I'm alone, I'm a loner, I have no one to watch my back, even if you join a gang, now it's just like, all right, now I can watch those guys who are going to ca- try and kill me because we're in the same gang. <laughs> Keep your enemies uh, close. Or... Yeah, friends close and enemies closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's even though like a gang is supposed to offer you some kind of protection, it does not because <laughs> yeah. it's Kimura. Yeah. <laughs> so... And uh, so there are lots of types of gangs. There are, um, there's many, there's as many types of gangs as there are types of creatures in Kimura. And there are some that are more prolific than others. While some are instantly recognizable, such as the Hellions and the Scourges, there could exist any number um, of gangs and focused around any type of warfare or species or philosophy. So lots of gangs. Lots and lots of gangs. (laughs) And again, just like our kind of like our slave section is gangs aren't limited to a single species or type or anything um these are kind of just are like because we've talked a lot about the power factions in kimura yeah and these are kind of the two that we haven't talked about just slaves and gangs yeah 
Um, and almost everyone, if you're not in what we've talked about previously, you probably fall into one of these categories. Yeah, chances would be good for sure. Yeah, and that's and then we're gonna talk about a bunch of things that might fill these slaves and gangs and stuff. So, I kind of want to see uh, some uh, Dark Eldar gangs. I think like Necromunda gangs. Sure, but, but like, from Kamora. Yeah, where they're like all super personalized. Ooh, okay. I could okay. see like uh, people like ripping off Cabalite armor and like putting a couple pieces yeah, on, yeah. stealing like some homunculi Rax weapon or whatever, <laughs> and yeah, I like it. A witch whip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Mark. <laughs> I felt it in my very. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the very first actual species that we're going to, well, species being we're going to talk about, uh, Mike is going to handle for us. <clears throat> Mandrakes. Ooh. <laughs> Deep in Kimura lies the... Okay, when you put a big word like that, what am I supposed to do? Uh, you struggle like we all do. <laughs> Elendrock region. Sure. Um Literally fallen into shadow, it is one of the several districts of the city that exists in more than one dimension at once. In Elendrock, shadows thicken and writhe as living things, flowing into one another and attempting to capture those that venture into the district. It is in this Elendrick that mandrakes make their layers. So this is one of the areas that is kind of separate from Kimura. Yeah, it's one of the satellite, satellite realms. Um, yeah. So it, it's very clear where, like, oh, regular Kimura ends, Aelendrak begins, yeah. right? Because yeah, you have the to, portal to Aelendrak. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You actually have to travel from point A to point B to yeah. get there. And, yeah. mm. um, no one knows exactly how Mandrakes came to be, but somehow Mandrakes have developed what is called shadow skin, which makes them nigh invisible out of direct light. They also exist within a different reality itself and are capable of entering into reality straight out of another person's shadow. <laughs> so crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have some pictures pulled up. Like, that's a mandrake. They're fucking terrifying looking. They're, like, all glowing. They look like and... nightmares. Yeah. Um, they are humanoid in shape. Like, they, they do resemble, like, Dark Elder and stuff. Yeah, you definitely imagine them coming out of your shadow. You definitely Ooh. see that Dark Eldar heritage in it, whether it's, like, they are Dark Eldor, or they once were Dark Eldor, yeah. or there's some form of it. Who knows? But, hmm. yeah. That hmm. big, massive blade is pretty iconic for the Mandrake, too, yeah. which is... Why? Why do you need such a massive, like, slit-my-entire-body-in-half blade? <laughs> I mean... Why? I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? This is one of my favorite models. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. The original Mandrake model. Oh, look at all these original man-made... Mandrake models. Beautiful. Is that a guy? <laughs> I don't know, Hard actually. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> they, might be, they might be boobs. They might just be really that big packs. Old Mandrake model is definitely worth a Google image search for sure. <laughs> um, one thing that I always thought would be cool for these models is, because it talks about that shadow skin, there's this thing called like Vanta Black. Not sure if you've ever heard yeah. of it, but it's like if you take a picture of it, it basically looks like a silhouette. Like you literally can't define anything. Mm -hmm. There is nothing really available consumer-wise. I think people are trying to make something similar in like acrylic paints, but I've nothing could do it justice. I've yeah. seen one. Uh, this guy made a, a black room, actually. Oh. Um, it was like a 12 by 12 cube he did, and yeah. he did everything in it is black. Yeah. And then he has a light in the ceiling, and 
honestly, if he's not directly yeah. below the light shining on him, you can't see his face. That's cool. It's oh. wild. It just you disappear into this blackness. Well, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that like cool. you you peek into it and it looks like it just continues on forever. Oh, whoa. Yeah. It's really trippy. That's, That's awesome. sick. Yeah. Yeah. I wish so I wish there was a good way to pull that off in like model form, but yeah. I don't know. It's really... too small. Yeah. yeah. No. Um anyways. Um, no one knows how this dramatic change occurred with their skin. Um, not even the dark, their dark elder kin. Um, while the shadow skin could be just the result of warp exposure, other theories exist. Some consider them to be the very shadows brought to life, while others suggest that mandrakes are a union of Eldar and demon. There are even more rumors that the first mandrakes were created by homunculi employed by the witch cult of grief. That's cool. I think that's my favorite theory is the homunculi did it. They I'm happy like with bread with a purpose. Yeah, I'm happy with cool. anything. Uh, any any of theory. Them. All of those are good. Any yeah. theory that involves homunculus, though, I'm for. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The demon one, I'm not certain I could really. Yeah, it's a weird one, but yeah. you never know. Like exactly. Weird. I I've, honestly I love it in 40k when there's a couple ideas, but nothing's ever like pinned down, mm-hmm. and it's like frustrating when there's like two or three that are like going around and they come flicked with like half the lore <laughs> but people still talk about them but it's nice when there's like a couple possibilities yeah. they're all like reasonably canon but nothing's yeah defined. any of these could potentially work mm-hmm. you know that's what's nice about yeah. it um uh anyways uh mandrakes came how mandrakes uh came to be is ultimately inconsequential because their knowledge because knowledge will not keep anyone safe from the creepers and their violent and cannibalistic tendencies. <laughs> Cannibals. Yeah, yeah, they just eat anything. I guess himself. So they they appear yeah. out of your shadow. Yeah. They kill you with their massive blade. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they eat your body. Uh-huh. And then disappear into your shadow. Oh my god. But they've eaten your body. But is that cannibalism if you're not a mandrake though? <laughs> um I I don't know. Oh, that's proof. They are dark elder. There. <laughs> Foolish GW. I got We trapped word. you. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Use words better, idiot. <laughs> um but yeah, Dark Eldar children are often taught to be afraid of the shadows in a, a boogeyman esque type situation and it's like don't do X or Mandrake will come for your shadow come come from your shadow and eat you. So what's crazy is that's real. Yeah. Like yeah. If you were like, oh, don't do it, and the child can laugh it off and be like, haha, mommy's so silly. But now the child's like, holy fuck, a mandrake is going to come from my shadow and eat me. And just to keep you on your toes, never forget the crotalid, son. Oh, my God. <laughs> just so you never have a moment's respite of peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just remember, at any moment, a crotalid could just warp portal into your room. Oh, my gosh. Space crocodiles. Yeah. The mandrakes so are without a doubt very cool. Yeah. Um they are not they're the perfect model. assassin. Go to the other yeah. model. It's like the whole living in shadows. They look like Illidan to me. Yeah. That's that's all yeah. I see. I, I see right. it too. It's yeah. it's the green. It's yeah. the green and black. It's and the, 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 the elfish type features. Yeah. 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 The robes and yeah. yeah. It's very Illidan. But um sweet I love them. They I love them as assassins. But I feel like there was a story with a Mandrake and some other thing. It was like some battle and the Mandrake oh. won and I thought it was absolute horseshit. Or... Oh, yeah. It was like uh, he was fighting like a Katachin or something, wasn't he? 
Oh, was did the Cetacean win? Really? Yeah, the Cetacean. Yeah, like, see that? He could like oh. he seen him behind him and oh, maybe that was yeah, it. That like, sounds he absolutely. Snuck up on it or something crazy. Yeah. Like the Cetacean killed the Mandrake. Yeah, yes. snuck up on That's the Mandrake stupid. and killed oh, one or something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh. I. I would accept those things under like crazy circumstantial things, yeah. but if it's like no, the Cetacean stalked his prey and hunted <laughs> yeah. him down, I'm like, right, the living embodiment of shadows. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's caught off guard. Yeah, you could barely see it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, it's... and it could just disappear into a goddamn shadow. <laughs> I hope that like he barely made it out with his life, type of thing. And he's like on the edge of death and gets saved by like a comrade who comes nearby. Like, I hope right after that moment, a face eater plant just drop from a tree (laughs) it's the only justice he deserves yeah uh they're cool cool. i like them they're really neat uh up next we got incubi you want to read the first line eric and i'll pull up a picture sure but then you're going to take care of the rest of it right yeah yeah. oh Oh, thank god uh incubi the dark city is ripe with betrayal violence and death whether you're a lowly ganger or an archon of a cabal no one is safe from the ambitions of others Kamara will chew up and spit out those that are naive enough to trust others. Because at the end of the day, the Dark Elder are a selfish race. Their only care is their own goals. Yeah. it's You can't trust anybody. Uh, but Incubi might be the only exception to this rule of don't trust anybody. They're an elite warrior group sworn to serve those that pay for their services. Few in the Dark City can match their skill at arms. I seem to remember we had a little disagreement of how loyal an incubi really is. Really? Yeah. Well, th- their loyalty is weird. So it's like, um, once you make a contract, that's it. But like, literally, as soon as that contract ends, they're they're up for bids again, and they could yeah. literally just turn and kill that guy that they were yeah, just like, sworn to protect. Anytime I read it, it always seemed to me that it was like the highest bidder, and as soon as someone paid them something higher to do something different, no, 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 yeah, oh, that's definitely yeah. like no, because then they would they would just be like every other dark elder. That's the yeah. one thing. Like mm-hmm. once you buy them, you have them for their contract. Yeah, the, the thing that makes them stick out, in, from what I've read, which is probably not nearly as much, um. But it was the idea that in a world full of betrayal, they're the one guy that, like, if you, like, paid them and they've agreed, yeah. then you actually have their loyalty you know until safe. that end of contract. Yeah. And yeah. that made them really good as bodyguards, I believe, yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're also really good at close combat or fighting. So Incubite, uh, Incubi reside in the Dark Shrines, where they're trained as warriors. They re- These Dark Shrines vary in size, some being only a few Incubi strong, while others may have thousands. They all preside, or they're all presided over by hierarchs. Hierarchs. Which is just like a leader incubi. You know, classic, toughest, strongest, bestest, knows the perfect time to strike. Uh, (laughs) That kind of bullshit? (laughs) Yes. Uh, The shrine's a very busy place uh, with a constant stream of new recruits or patrons coming to petition the incubi for their services. Um, Yeah, they're, they're big places. Like, they're pretty cool. Um,. Training to become an incubi is a grueling and dangerous task, one that many don't survive. These weaklings are burnt as an offering to the iron statue of Cain at the heart of every shrine. It's cool that they still serve Cain. Are they the only ones that still kind of mimic the aspect warrior portion of 
craft worlds. Yeah, like that's the only thing. Like I, I don't even think all, any of the other gods ever mention, or any of the Dark Elder ever mention any of the gods. Now, mm-hmm. like they don't really care. Yeah, and I but, like that. Um, if you read about the Incubi shrines, do you have anything further about their shrines, or can I uh, just... that's probably it. Okay, so the Incubi shrine is kind of like a perversion of the real shrine. Yeah, exactly. It's like a twisted, broken, flip side, um, like. It's everything that, I don't know, it's like all the good has been removed, but <laughs> all the craziness is still there. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I like using like a perversion as a way to describe it, because that's how it yeah. feels. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we'll get more into like kind of uh, the relation to Craft Worlds in a bit, but uh, before that, every aspirant must then kill an ass... Um, oh. Sorry, missed a line. Uh, the only way to stay alive is to quickly master, master everything taught. Should an aspirant live long enough to be best or proven? Wow, live long enough to best a proven incubus and take his armor. The final training will begin. So yeah, to become an incubus, you have to go and kill an incubus. So oh, you already—I wow. don't know how that's possible, but but then even after that, there's another step before yeah. you become. <laughs> well, so now you do have... you have to kill them or you just have to beat them into submission? I mean, I, I... get either way, but yeah. I'm sure people don't really give up uh yeah i'm also sure a lot of those probably end in death yeah (laughs) yeah uh every aspirant must then kill an aspect warrior of the craft worlds in single combat shatter their quarry's precious soul stone and rebuild it into a psychic torture device known as the tormentor after that the aspirant can be considered an incubus so that they're the best of the best they're going to be the best fighters ever don't like that. Don't like my soul being <laughs> yeah. forever tortured in a psychic torture device. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's 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 good. <sighs> yeah, that, it's so cool. I I love that they have to go kill an aspect warrior. That is crazy. So all of them have to do this. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. Just to prove that like you're worthy of being with them and taking contracts with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, crazy. <clears throat> when while incubi are trained in a variety of weapons. Uh, the traditional weapon of the incubi is the clave. Every clave is a masterpiece of a weapon. They are perfectly balanced, and in the right hands, they are also extreme uh, instruments of death, capable of even cutting through space marine power armor, or even like cutting one in half. There's a story about. So, so these like are massive blades, yeah. but where you can like grip halfway up. It's a single-edged blade, yeah. so it's only sharp on one side, and on the back, like halfway up the actual blade itself, you can like grip it. Yeah. So you kind of get like more than shoulder width apart the grip, and you can just smash that blade into people if you want. Like Reminds me of like the Klingon weapon. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, yeah. While Incubi uh... <clears throat> Where am I? Uh, The leaders of the Incubi are known as Clavexes due to their unparalleled skill with the clave. I I love sometimes all their naming conventions. Yeah, they really were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Sometimes. (laughs) They also have demi-clavexes and demi Yeah, so, you know, there's all types of things going on. Each shrine has a different ritual for how the clavex is chosen, but all revolve around displaying absolute mastery of the uh, ritual weapon. Yeah, they have a bunch of different forms and stuff. I kind of think of like lightsabers and all their different combat forms. Like, there's so many different ways to use this weapon, mm-hmm. two-handed or yeah. 
And mm. a lot of it, yeah, it does seem like that ritual because it doesn't seem like a very practical weapon. I just think of like, it, it's such a cliche in movie where there's like the two blades that are crossed and they're having to push at yeah, each other yeah. and just having like a handle on the back of your blade just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only real practical. <laughs> That's see. the only. I like it though. <laughs> they're also clad in Incubus War Suits, a unique suit designed for protection, speed, and dexterity. The Incubi can stride into battle unscathed, dealing death to anyone in their way. Okay, so something really neat about this war gear is they have these two fins or wings that kind of stretch from their shoulder blades and yeah. extend way past their head in classic Eldar fashion. Yeah. You know, they want to be as tall as possible. <laughs> this is how big my ego is. That's what ah, they're yes, really yes. saying. <laughs> but um, on these wings or fins or whatever are soul stones. Yeah. And you can only assume that they are like their victims or like crazy <laughs> people that they fought whose souls they've captured and now they just like leave them up there and they torture them yeah. whenever they it's want. It's cool. You can oh. even see a couple other talismans, talismans like this one has an uh, Aquila on it. Yeah. So like there? they kind of take trophies. Yeah, it seems like it. And Is that dual-bladed just... weapon cannon? Yeah, so that's a, that's a demiclave. So they also have a version where it detaches like that and then those two can come apart and... Yeah, you can kind of see the seam in uh, the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Incub yeah. Incubi are the be-all and end-all of security and personal protection in Kamara. Um, yeah, like if you... If that you goes back safe. to the whole idea that like they're the only ones you could actually trust. Right. Yeah. And they can back it, back it up too, yeah. like if somebody tries to mess with them. Um, it is not confirmed how the Incubus started and how they gained such, a, uh, such prominence, but it is rumored that the founder of the Incubi is actually Ara, the fallen Phoenix Lord of the Striking Scorpions, who joined with the Dark Eldar after the fall of the Eldar. There are even whispers, whispers that 10,000 years later, Ara is still alive, but now goes by the name Drazar, the most famous Incubi. And he actually does know the perfect time to strike. He does, for sure. <laughs> Before he strikes, he says it. <laughs> he, says, he goes, perfect. <laughs> and then he strikes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, it's rumored, yeah, that the whole Incubi are actually, like, fallen striking scorpions, essentially. And I like the, I think that rumor really fits, especially with this obsession with Kane's altar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It definitely makes sense that Aura, who was, like, one of the original Asuria, yeah. right, would have those really strong ties mm -hmm. back to the Pantheon and you know, how he had been taught by a sewerman and everything. So he, whatever he knows, you know, he twists and he perverts and he brings it with him. Yeah. And now you have these iron chained shrines of Cain that they sacrifice their <laughs> members to and they perform like crazy rituals on and probably cannibalistic <laughs> rituals, oh, right? Yes. So I, I like that. I think it really yeah. ties into the... it's. It only cements the whole rumor for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's oh, one yeah. of those, like, rumor, not rumor things. Oh, sure. But, yeah. yeah. It's cool, too. Even, like, R's fighting style is very similar to Incubi, like, brute force. Yes. Kind of just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Melee. Absolute destruction. Absolute destruction, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's Incubi. They're, they're really cool. I like them. Uh, I've always wondered, like, if Incubi have vehicles. Would you ever like to see an Incubi vehicle? Would they just use raiders? Would you ever like to see more Incubus stuff? Or is it... I like that... So, the within the role that they take as protectors and bodyguards, it yeah. makes sense to me that they just 
they only focus around whatever they're protecting. Yeah, and they, if that what guy needs, has a vehicle, then great, yes. they have a vehicle. Yeah, exactly. They're not providing the vehicles. They're yeah. just providing the security for yeah. the whole thing. But, um, like, seeing them in a raid in real space kind of just... It doesn't, like... It's not wrong, obviously, because they still have to raid. Yeah. But it is like, oh, like, why are you here and not protecting someone else? And, <laughs> or are you protecting someone here? And yeah. What's your motivation and all that? So mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that they aren't too focused on like hey having heavy artillery support yeah yeah yeah. right so yeah yeah. well you want me over well done (laughs) (laughs) i fucking did it holy all right pack it up let's go (laughs) okay uh so that's incubi the next one we're going to talk about are scourges Scourges are a very particular dark Eldar. They are daring individuals with a very specific purpose in mind to become birds. (laughs) 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 Perfect. Uh Perfect. That was. They want to become birds, eh? (laughs) Uh, A wealthy enough dark Eldar will present himself to a homunculi for surgery. Yeah. During this process, their bones will be hollowed out, powerful wings grafted to their frame, because birds, and new bands of muscle and adrenaline dispensers added to their torsos so they're capable of true flight. Some scourges become so far removed from their dark eldar brethren that they will grow quills and feathers from their body <laughs> and change their skull into an avian appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because birds are life. Birds are love. <laughs> I am the bird. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The bird is me! (laughs) The South Park episode where uh, they're all getting that surgery to just change themselves into whatever they want. And, oh, yeah, the dolphin. Uh, the dolphin, yeah. One literally yeah. becomes a dolphin. He's like, this is how I feel on the inside. That's pretty much what scourges are. They go to a homunculus and you're like, I just want to feel like a bird. Okay, but why, though? I have no idea because they're fucked. <laughs> like... Ah, like, flight on a larger scale gets more and more difficult. And, like, this is saying, like, real flight. So they're literally having to flap. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you think they're hollowing out all their bones? Yeah, but that's so (laughs) much, like, energy and effort when you can just get, like, floaty boots. (laughs) Yeah, but then... Floaty boots do exist. But then you're not a bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You won me over again, You gotta feel like the bird. You gotta feel the pressure of the air as you push it. (laughs) Ah! 
<laughs> I feel like I'm I too feel lazy. Like a bird. I would do both. So I get the looks, you hide it, but I don't right? have to try as hard. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, why are you so fast? I'm like, oh no. Natural talent. Yeah. Extra hollow. Yeah, they are. It's insane. I mean, obviously, the homunculi are awesome. And yeah. the fact that they can do this, yeah. Yeah. they can, like, it's not like, oh, you risky, risky, risky. <laughs> you know, it's more just like, hey, go to sleep. And when you wake up, you will be. You'll be a bird. You w- or in yeah, this guy's crazy. case, a bat. Yeah. Yeah. The homunculi just opens up so many cool ideas. Like, yeah. it just is so flexible. It can be done, like, literally anything. They are masters of flesh. Yeah. You know, like, there's not, they're true immortals, too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. let's keep talking about <laughs> scourges. Um, scourges dwell within the upper spires of Kimura, which is kind of weird because upper might mean down yeah. in Kimura. It might even mean uh, center because uh, all the, the spires might upper sure. into the center. Yeah. It's Who hard knows? to say, yeah. but that's where they are. But they are an intrinsic part of life in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, they act not only as warriors, but also spies and messengers for various archons. Oh, I just, I picture like gargoyle type architecture, oh, yeah. but they're just these scourges like what? standing on there <laughs> on like this uh, embattlement or something. Yeah, that's a great, well, here's an awesome picture of that. Yes. Yeah, it's classic. Oh, yeah. Oh. Are you even a Dark Eldar at that point? I also really like this one, too. No, you're a bird. You're a bird person. You're a bird person. Uh, their messages that they carry are often imbued with a poison whose oh antidote is only in the possession of the recipient. That doesn't sound like a message. That just sounds like an assassination. <laughs> no! Here's a message for you. You're no, dead. it's so no one else can read it. Oh, so if I it see. gets interrupted. They're protecting the message. Yeah. By yeah. killing anyone who looks at it, That's except right. for the person. Yeah. You know yeah. what? That ha- All right. <laughs> Walkie-talkies? Nah, bro. You're just <laughs> walking through town. You find, like, some paper on the ground. Pick <laughs> it up. Dead. Don't touch it. Don't touch <laughs> it. <laughs> Dead. It's not worth it. Again, like, they probably have the technology to just encrypt their messages. <laughs> Look, how oh, would they absolutely. not? That's not as fun. But it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not as fun. Murder paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptology, you know? Uh, scourges live in packs led by a solarite, the most veteran and bird-like of all the bird people, uh-huh. <laughs> except crude. Of course. Right. Crude are the most birdie of all the bird people. Well, I think the main difference is that crude are actual birds. <laughs> yeah. These and this just... is just a person that wanted to be a bird. <laughs> bird is life. Bird is love. Of course. Yes. Scourges are highly sought after on the battlefield. They specialize in lightning fast hit and run attacks. They are equipped with a variety of heavy weaponry that will ruin the day of anyone the scourges swoop down upon. I'm going to just throw this out. (laughs) Why bother hollowing out your bones if you're going to be carrying heavy weaponry, though? (laughs) You got to reduce as much weight as possible so you can carry the heavy Mm. weaponry. I guess. Splinter rifle? No. You want a splinter can. Also, don't think about it too hard. (laughs) (laughs) They also carry around poison paper notes. That's That's true. true. Let's always remember. How does the poison paper not kill the scourges? They must be immune to the poison because homunculi magic bullshit. But then another scourge could intercept the meth. I'm kidding. kidding. Again, (laughs) don't think about it too hard. But what about this? Let's think about this. Okay. Okay, so you go outside. You look down. Oh, the goddamn scourges are shitting on my <laughs> step again. You look up. There's five of them. Car, car, they all fly away. <laughs> Fuck you, bird people. <laughs> Every morning. I just. Yeah. 
so that's nice. Yeah, I because like not obviously not all of them are full birds, but this um, solarite is the most bird of all the birds. Oh yeah, he's shitting on statues for sure. Is this this is just a full bird at this point? You know, yeah, he's laying eggs and everything. What what hatch from those eggs? Oh, it's not good and it's not alive. It gets eaten right away for sure. Oh man. Um. Okay. But one of the a really cool cinematic just popped into my head. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes. No, it's just scourges versus swooping hawks. Oh, that would be cool. Like just meeting and clashing in the in like the skies above the battle. What are the swooping hawks again? So this is our Eldar aspect warriors. Um, But they have wings and Mm jetpacks, but not real wings. Right, because they're not bird people. (laughs) They're fake bird people. The real bird people look down on them. Yeah, these are the swooping hawks. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, just that's that what... would be a cool image, and it's cool because they all have guns, so they'd be shooting. Oh, it'd be, yeah, that would be sweet. It'd be madness. That's a cool color palette. It is that blue. Ooh. All right, that's um, that's scourges. So the interesting thing about this is these technically are dark Eldar until you know they become bird enough. <laughs> they aren't dark Eldar. But... Once you become fifty-one percent bird, you're no longer <laughs> a dark Eldar. Okay, but think of think of it like this. If homunculi can turn you into a bird, yeah, what else could they turn you into? Is there like a group of lizard Eldar? <laughs> I guess turtles, <laughs> teenage mutant ninja. <laughs> Are there turtle dark Eldar out there who scream cowabunga and live in radioactive sewers? You know, uh-huh. I think so. That's that's cool. Yeah. Are there dark Eldar crotalids? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just. You've done this experiment now, or this uh, surgery. <laughs> That's right. So you're just sitting minding your business. But whoop, I, I fucked and you up. Pop across. Oh yeah. Because instead of like changing a lot of my body to become it, they just cut off my legs and put the bottom half of a crotalid on. <laughs> so I'm just like I have bottom crotalid. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have like human arms. That's oh, not... man. It would actually be really cool lore for there to be like. Uh... <laughs> and I like I obviously can't walk very well, so I just no. roll everywhere. Yeah. I just roll into my warp portal. Try, like, fuck, please get me somewhere with food next time. Yeah, I don't like Brutal. it. I, I don't want that for you. But it does open up the avenue of what you could possibly change mm-hmm. yourself to. So you can imagine that these scourges are obviously a group within the Dark City. Yeah. But obviously it's not the only one. No. You know, mm-hmm. like there's probably tons of these types of gangs. Yeah, like, exactly. You could make your own type mm-hmm. of gang that's oh. been genetically modified to the whatever point that you want it. So. I like the idea of like a homunculi who has like a menagerie full of like all of these crazy 100%, 100%. beasts oh, yeah. and stuff from That'd like all sick. across the galaxy. And okay. you're in Kamora, so you can access Look at this every one. edge I of grew it. A butt. <laughs> on okay, its no. forehead. <laughs> it's the. It's. I think his name is Mephestus from South Park. The, the oh, evil. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I grew a baboon with four asses. <laughs> just to see if I could. <laughs> and he has his little, like, mini me, Kevin, I think is its name yeah. or something. I don't know. Oh, man. But that's pretty much. That's a homunculi for you. Oh, my God. I like it. So good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, after Scourges, we have... We have Hellions. Ooh. So these are these are gangers that have no place in the Cabals or other societies of Kimura. And they, are, they live true to themselves only. They fly through the mess that is the Dark City on Skyboards, their most prized possession. 
These skyboards are extremely pressure sensitive, and in order to ride them to the utmost, Hellions take combat drugs and stimulants to enhance their already extremely fast reaction speeds. That's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, so they're Eldar, so they're already, like, amazing. And then they're Dark Eldar, so they're obviously better. But then they're like, nah, let's crank it up to 90, so they take drugs. <laughs> that do it. There's nothing... And ride skate or, or like, hoverboards. Yeah, yeah. There's barefooted, not... too, because that's what they like to do. <laughs> there's nothing so better than... You have to do it barefoot. There's nothing better than floating, like, hundreds, potentially thousands of feet mm. in the air... With very dangerous weapons, fighting other people who have this stuff <laughs> while tripping, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, you know yeah. This is like this is like Green Goblin. That's exactly oh, yeah. what it's like. Um, oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, while Hellions may claim uh, they only care about sowing terror through the city or being free from the constraints of the cabals, all are dark Eldar, and they all crave power. Because of this, skyboards can change hands often and quickly, with the possession being the entirety of the law. Yeah, there's no such thing as being like, hey, that's my skyboard. <laughs> I just got off it to go take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> that's why well, you should have just pissed on the board. You know? like, um, yeah, one of the fastest ways to join a Hellion gang is just to murder one of them and <laughs> yeah. take their board. Because yeah. now it's your board. Yeah. And now you're a Hellion. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's, you did it. That's Congratulations. Maybe easy. practice a bit first, otherwise you're going to lose it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. You just take drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So as they ride through the twisting turns of the alleyways of Komora, they use their hell glaives, which are double-sided pole arms with recurved hooks, to latch onto nearby objects. Doing this allows them to change directions in an instant. While this means they can perform an amazing, uh, sorry, while this means they can perform amazing aerial stunts and maneuvers, it also means that nowhere is safe from their blades. So these guys are like spinning, like doing tight, like. Full turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You literally can't escape from these guys. You're like, oh, just like dip into this alley. Like, no, because <laughs> they're right behind you. Oh, yeah, they yeah. get you. I love the image of one just like slinging its like stick around and like using it to like whip themselves yeah. around. And it's very cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. So Hellions, they attack anyone and anything in the Dark City. Their raids are lightning fast and offer almost no warning before they strike. They swoop down, strike heads from shoulders, and are gone before even most can react to their presence. Even though they are brazenly sorry, even though they brazenly attack cabals, there are little to no consequences as any Drakari tracker that is capable of hunting down a specific Hellion is better served elsewhere. Oh, that's cool. So it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's honestly just eh. a, a fact of life that you might just die from a Hellion <laughs> when you're in Gamora. And even the Cabal leaders they're like, well fuck it, right? Like, I guess. That's why we have insurance. That's right. That's why we were growing five more of you. Yeah. So oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so they just like swoop down, lop your head off, and just like they're gone. They cackle and, and they, they leave. <laughs> Yeah. And everyone around is just like, like no, ah, no. he got away. <laughs> what can oh, we do? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it wasn't me. So, <laughs> oh, that, no, what they first do is loot the dead body. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they're like, oh, no, how could this happen? Oh, look at all this free stuff all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm doing an RPG right now. And okay. my, my, one of the key things about my character is that he grew up super poor, like on the streets or whatever. And yeah. so, like, every single time we finish combat, I'm instantly like, I loot the body. <laughs> and it pisses everyone off because our, our DM is fine with it. <laughs> I take everything. Yes. 
It's uh, <laughs> mine now. Thank you. I, I end up sharing the health potions and all that, but but oh, you take his clothes and you wear their their clothes and stuff. you have seven jackets on yeah. at the same time yeah. to keep your other jackets safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want it to get dirty. <laughs> Uh (laughs) all right so um where are we oh yeah so the cabals also view the hellion problems as beneath their notice and are not worth their time so they devote no resources to managing them and even though they will attack the cabals hellions often look for chances to join them in a real space raid this allows them to use their skills against different foes and for them to inspire even more terror most Hellion gangs are led by the most brutal and powerful warrior among them, who they refer to as the Heliarch. Heliarch. That's cool. So I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but these are commonly seen in which cult uh, gladiator, gladiator arenas, right? Uh, like the, the board. They're the are, boards. Yeah, okay. the board more specific. So it's really common to find yeah. like mono-molecular like trip wires like yeah. that's like a really often thing you hear about in glad in these witch cult things is that if you're on a skyboard there's probably just monomolecular filament <laughs> strung oh throughout the entire thing oh. and you know don't kill don't yourself move. yeah because <laughs> but that's weird. like the how sensitive these things are and mm. like what the drugs do to their bodies it just allows them to have absolute control as they're doing it yeah i i think they're really sweet they're mm. sweet that's for it. sure. Um, next up is Urghuls. Um, since Komara is so large, there are species that are native to uh, specific regions of the city itself. The Urghuls are one of su- one of those species and are found natively in the labyrinth ziggurats of Shadom. Yeah, so Shadom is exactly like how Aelendrak is just another realm of the city that is accessible, you know, through some weird portal or, I don't know, some weird highway thing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just walking down the street you blink and like, suddenly oh shit, you're there wait, i'm in shadow <laughs> <laughs> um the urghuls have been found in the courts of the archon since ancient times though they are often regarded as the most hideous of all the creatures an archon can summon despite this their usefulness outweighs their ugliness um, they are humanoid creatures and have a hunched over appearance their bodies are very thin but covered in lithe muscle their skin is as hard as iron, and they can contort their bodies in unnatural ways to help them escape bonds or cover ground very fast. How do you contort your body to make to cover ground fast? Like, well, you can probably like elongate just, yourself so your stride is bigger, right? That's crazy. That's my guess, anyway. That was when I was writing it. That was my how I thought about it. But yeah, they look hideous. They're creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's a- Ugly boy. It's like a really buff golem or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have no eyes, and instead the top portion of their face is taken over by their olfactory organ. That's scent. Yeah, right. It's uh, like their sinus. Yeah, Yeah, like if you look up here, Um, you can see all their noses. Oh, Oh, gross. These are called their scent pits, (laughs) (laughs) and they extend far back into the skull, creating a massive sensory organ. They can track almost anything by scent through the air itself. And some even have hypothesized that Urghul can smell and trace warp disturbances with this sensitive organ. Yeah, so if you were there, like, even if you've left nothing on the ground, like, they can still smell your presence. Yeah. Like, they can trace your sweat in the air and, like... It's... These are crazy, crazy creatures. Which, like, all of this is insanely useful, 
but to mention that they're so ugly that you'd almost consider not having them on your side. <laughs> they're very ugly. <laughs> like, this is 40K, and these guys are specifically mentioned for their ugly. There's not many beauty standards in 40K, but this is one that they almost weren't willing to accept. Um, under that, the bottom portion of their face has a wide, thin mouth filled with needle-like teeth. A strong and long tongue also helps them track their prey as they are as they also track by tasting the air. Yeah. So taste and smell, that's and their smell just is very, very powerful. Yeah. They their ears they make me think of like those classic vampires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and like that mouth full of needle point teeth. Obviously, like they're not, right? But yeah. the I love the idea of them like contorting themselves, like, oh, you think you're safe because you went I don't behind know. a door and then it just contorts itself under the door. Yeah, crack. Like, it doesn't tell you exactly how much it can contort, but yeah, I like to imagine Ooh. that it can just slip in somehow, <laughs> no. you know? But like even the fact that it can like smell and sense warp disturbances and stuff yeah. like that. That's crazy. Like that, is like, that means that if something's like slipping in and out of the warp or whatever, it can still track you through exactly. jumps like that. Can which... it track a crotalid? <laughs> crotalid stole my damn pie, so <laughs> get my goddamn ergol because it's time for a little tracking. <laughs> yes. I want my pie. Which like, especially in Komara, like, uh, you'd think that this would be a very, very useful thing. Like, because yeah. of how All the messed and up and yeah. warpy it is and like absolutely like this seems so useful yeah that's i think that's one of the reasons why you really they put up with their ugliness them, but also just in archon courts yeah oh just because they're so rare like it's yeah, a status I bet, thing like, i bet they like very tightly control who has access to these mm-hmm. urgules and you know mm-hmm. like you can't just wander and get yeah. one hmm. you'll die because kimura because Kamara. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Up next, we got the Medusae. Mm. Not, not, not native to the Dark City itself. The Medusa are found residing in the webway itself. They resemble large floating brains, with larger ones having tentacles protruding from their flesh sacks. Uh-huh. Flesh sacks? Yep. <laughs> the whole body is made up of neural pathway and receptors. They float through the webway like a jellyfish in water, mostly aimless. How they propel themselves is a mystery, though they do travel through the aether of the the webway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're little more than just a sack, a formless sack, and some of them have tentacles, and some they have as many as you know dozens of tentacles, and I think some you might find don't have any at all. But <clears throat> if you were to look at this picture or the model, you'd think it might be a humanoid, but the medusa is actually just on the top of the person's head. So, yeah, that tiny little thing is the actual Medusa. Mm-hmm. Interesting. However, their true danger lies in their ability to latch onto anyone senseless enough to get close to them. So they're just floating around and then... Yeah, don't touch um, it. Their tentacles bury into the victim's brain and central nervous system. It takes a complete control of the host while leaving them fully co- co- cognizant. Cognizant? Cognizant. Mm. Aware of everything, but in a control of nothing. The fleshy sack just sits on top of the victim's head like a growth, <laughs> a large parasite. Yeah, that's they just they <laughs> sit on you nice like a hat. hat. Oh my god, is that one on you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my Medusa. Oh my god, you are you the see fish it's, <laughs> it's burrowing into me. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just they sit on top of your head. I like to think that you know, it like vibrates. 
<laughs> and it just like shakes every time it moves. It's just like a jelly sack or whatever. Oh. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, one crazy thing about them is they can't manifest outside the webway unless they have the host body. So that's an interesting point, I thought. It's like I always, what would it look like if they tried to leave? Do they disintegrate? Yeah. Do they just get sucked back in somehow? Like, in my head, it's more like a jellyfish on the beach just kind of like goes limp and sits there it just doesn't have what it needs to be able to yes it very could just be that they die because there's something um essential in the ether of Mm -hmm. the webway that they need to survive that they're constantly consuming or something and yeah Mm -hmm. only when they're attached to a host body can they now exist outside of this controlled environment yeah Yeah. like when you throw jellyfish at people (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) sorry Medusa are empaths capable of experience and projecting the emotions of those around them what makes them truly unique however is their ability to store these emotions and experience within their fleshy bodies and then (laughs) and then you know what happens (laughs) and then they grow little brain fruits that protrude from them these fruits can be harvested harvested with no negative side effects to the host or the Medusa. Ingesting the fruits off, uh, then offer the complete experience of whatever was captured by the empathetic ability of the Medusa and sends the imbiter into throes of ex- uh, ecstasy and agony. Or agony, depending on the memory, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. For wow. the weak-willed, namely humans, these experiences are too much to handle and send them into comatose states. <laughs> Okay, yeah. brain fruits. <laughs> brain fruits. Yeah, apparently they just like start growing these little fruits and you can just pluck them from the Medusa and eat it and you'll just get that full sense of emotion, whatever the Medusa was Pure. like absorbing at that time. That's amazing. That's so weird. So, so apparently, weird. apparently it's like a very intense experience, like intense enough that no human has ever survived and yet humans still do it. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, fuck, it must be amazing. Must be pretty so good. So let me have a bite of that brain fruit. <laughs> How much does it cost? <laughs> Only seven thrones? That's my steal. Just my life? Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, apparently it's very, very intense, like eating one of those. Um, but humans are just too weak. We, we can't handle it. Crazy. Some archons like ha- like to have these creatures close to hand for a variety of uses. Some use them in battle for a simple uh, gaze from one you can cause you to experience intense emotional hemorrhaging hmm. as it causes you to experience raw anguish, terror, fear, dread, or any other de- de- debilitating emotion. Yeah, because they're, they're empaths, so, whatever, so they can just put Crazy. it in your mind. Yeah, they can just force you to experience those things. Headache, 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 headache. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <such> a headache. <laughs> Some archons have them travel the battlefield, absorbing the different emotions from the battle to be stored within their brain fruits. These fruits are viewed as a delicacy to Dark Eldar, with the Archons then being able to partake of them and experience and uh, take of them and experience all the powerful emotions of the battle from the safety of their stronghold. Very cool. Yeah, they just that's, that's awesome. awesome. I feel like they just have these like parties where they just get together and all just like select just these roulette. brain yeah. fruits and yeah they just get high eating these brain fruits and <laughs> just like crying and laughing all over yeah maybe that's so but... cool there's probably like stores in Cormorant where it's just like 
um, oh, yeah. just shelves of different and, and you can yeah. you can take it all manner of ways too. You could eat it like an apple. You could make a nice uh, brain fruit wine if you want. <laughs> you can There's inject all, it straight into your yeah. Veins. You can inject it. There's a number of ways you could take it. You can for put sure. it up your butt. Yeah, that is a lot of Dark Elder's personal favorite, actually. <laughs> But yeah, I, I like the Medusa because they aren't native to the Dark Eldar city, yeah. but they have found their place within it. Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. very highly like sought after by these Archons mm -hmm. in their courts. Yeah. So. Which, so they can only exist in the webway though, right? If they don't have a host body, they can't exist outside the webway. But as soon as they have a host, they can go anywhere. So then I'm just trying to think like, when and where they could have come from like at what point was the webway built millions and millions of like years the old ago. Ones. Yeah, yeah old yeah, ones yeah. Oh, okay yeah. 60 million years ago yeah. old ones like built that. it and then they taught the elder how to use it yeah oh, okay yeah. that makes sense so they're like these guys aren't the only things that exist in the yeah. webway it's yeah. been around for a very long yeah. time okay. hmm. yeah yeah cool but uh, I just, I like them because they fit a weird role, but they found yeah. a niche. I yeah, know. These yeah. are sweet. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Anything can find their little spot in Kamara. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that brings us to our last point we're going to be talking about. And that's just the sheer amount of different Xenos in Kamara. That is not just, like, we just talked about this one. But they mm -hmm. have every Xenos imagined could be there, whether they're a slave or they actually have found their own place and they're a vital part of society. Who knows? Yeah, there's... The unwritten rule of Kimura, you know, is that strong survive and you take from the weak. And if you're strong enough, strong enough, you can build a life on the backs of those weaker than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter what you look like in Kimura or where you're from or any of that or yeah. how you live or whatever. <laughs> as long as you're strong enough, like, no one can, you know, tell you no. Yeah. You can live there. Yeah. So... And, and, you know, after all that, still, the power is all held by the Dark Eldar. Yeah. yeah like, like they'll, they'll let you succeed to a certain point, but yeah. don't, don't, don't get too high. Yeah. Yeah. Or else they'll cause you to come crashing down. Oh, no. Poetic justice. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, the thing is that I guess we're trying to communicate here is anything you can think of, it's yeah. in Kimura. There, there's even examples I've of uh people raiding Kamora. like space marine chapters have gone and raided it and then they get captured and then there's like little roving space marine bands like trapped in Kamora. like there's everything That's there it sounds like a perfect place for like an rpg or something like that. we were just oh, thinking about that really yeah. 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 yeah interesting you should bring that up, <laughs> uh something that we were thinking about so we've actually reached the end of kind of the main portion of, of the episode mm -hmm. um but what we were thinking about earlier is what would it like be for you to live in kimura how mm -hmm. would you create this thing and you know we have a bunch of different examples of weird interactions with them but what's something that you know you would build or how would you play if you were to play an rpg in kimura hmm. yeah i think i definitely like scourges i don't know why i'm drawn to the bird stuff but i am <laughs> It's my opa, actually. He has hundreds of birds. <laughs> it all makes sense. I got to call my mom. <laughs> it's in your blood. It's in my blood. You are a bird person. Oh, my God. But I like scourges, man. I would definitely be a scourge mm. character in an RPG. What happens um, when you go to the homunculi and they're like, no, I'm not making him a bird person. <laughs> You're making... a chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I want to fly. Yeah, they make you a flightless bird. <laughs> So that's my character. You'd be um, a scourge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> who, who are you shitting on first? 
Vect. <laughs> Vect. <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, like, I think the Medusa are one of the coolest things in this yeah. whole mm-hmm. thing. But I, I want to be grafted with something weird. Oh. Like, I want to, like, the Urgle. Sure. <laughs> like I want or a them. Mandrake and, I want them to oh. take like the Urgul's, um like scent pits or whatever, <laughs> and like put them in me. You want the tentacles to go in the scent pits? Yes. Oh, I as many things that can dock with other <laughs> things. I think is what I'm really looking for in Kamora. I want to experience the city to the fullest. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it, it's so cool though how it's it, it is a possibility really for you mm-hmm. to like absolutely just, like, yeah exchange your limbs with yeah. that of any other type of creature <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. for the right price yeah anything. yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah so cool yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I think honestly Kamara would be one of the best places to role yeah. play in all of 40k. There's so much freedom. It like, would just be very dangerous. Yeah. It's yeah. a very dangerous setting with constant threat of death. Every around. game is a one-off. <laughs> yeah, honestly. like. But I mean, you can run into like any type of creature, yeah. any species. The, the like, story is so open. Yeah, for there's sure. like gangs everywhere. Like you, you can, there's endless things like you could run into. Yeah. One of my mm-hmm. favorite uh, listener lords we ever got was written by... Uh, side lightning mm-hmm. and it was a uh dark eldar nightclub essentially oh, oh. yeah with and with the necron yeah. interviewer guy yeah 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 and it was such a cool idea just like that nightclub and like just imagine all the crazy places in kamora yeah. that you could go to in a de- in a role-playing game mm-hmm. yeah like everyone can there's there's a little bit of kamora for everyone and you yeah. can carve out your own little kingdom mm-hmm. you know in kamora there's yeah. no one's gonna tell you no if if you kill them, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another cool guy, Tim. Tim, he's been on the podcast a bunch. Um, he's doing Dark Eldar, and he wants to do like uh, basically a zoo. So his oh. guy, he runs a zoo, but at one point uh, the zoo was run down or whatever. I don't know the, all the details, but yeah. So his models, they have cages on them and animals <laughs> trapped in them and stuff. And yeah, he's a zookeeper. New one. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I should ask to see those. Yeah. So that's another cool thing you could do a zookeeper <laughs> yeah i i like kimura only because of the freedom and the dirtiness of it yeah yeah there's no like no one's trying to be anything other than just savage yeah, <laughs> yeah. so because it's the only way to live in kimura yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and if you're high up enough you can kind of hide your savageness with these like overly fancy things or brain fruit orgies, you know? (laughs) But in the end, like you're savage and everything that you're doing is going to (laughs) be to protect yourself or to kill your threat, right? So, yeah. Also, just structurally, the city would be just an interesting setting to like walk around in, you know? And like you can just go to different parts of the galaxy and like, that's, yeah. Yeah. It has to happen one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be my next RPG. Mm. Eric's up next. Mm-hmm. Waiting two years on that one. But, you know, one day. <laughs> Soon. It's not like this is your job or anything, so it's fine. Well, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm not very good at it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else we want to add to the episode? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's other cool things. We probably missed something. I'm sure we did. I would oh, love to no hear. Way we haven't. I'd love to hear other cool stuff that have been in Kamara, one-offs from a book that you've read or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This would be a good, uh, like, possible thing for your bestiary and her, her, 
herbarium or whatever episode do like a book that took place in Komura. Mm. Yeah, if there is one, I would definitely be, do it because yeah. we'll we'll hit a bunch of different books at some mm-hmm. point. So. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's all I have to say about Dark Eldar. I I want to be a bird. I want to be a bird. <laughs> Someone needs to write a song. Just, I want to be a bird. I want to feel the air. I feel in my like wings. somebody's got to have done that. It seems like that's if possible. If somebody's thought of it. <laughs> uh, well, before we actually close down the episode itself, I want to take a moment to thank all of our new Patreon subscribers, our members of the Imperial Tide. So yeah. thank you to Shane, Samuel, Cody, Pet Dragon, Jeremy, Mark, Guy, Mike, Tim, Squash Room. Vincent, Andrew, Dylan, Riker, Daniel, Clayton, Phil, Zach, Epic Taco 6, Ryan, Samuel, Wyatt, David, Bass, Frederico, Jiparn, Yiparn, Asger, Shang Dangus. Shang Dangus! <laughs> uh, Klesbic, what is that name? Butterpanda888, James, Matthew, Jonathan, Black Daddy Slave, mm-hmm. Ian, Callum, the perfect time to strike, Andrew, and Daniel. Thank you to all of you guys who are supporting us in the show. I hope you enjoy being able to see us in the podcast, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Definitely worth the $2 a month. So go check out our Patreon, and you can watch us make absolute fools of ourselves at the same time that we auditorily make fools of ourselves. It's nice. It's a double package for sure. That's right. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.